What's going on, brothers and sisters? This is Professor Spira, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Mucus Free Life Podcast. And of course, you're listening to me and Brother Air and other folks on the Arid Day Celebration Band. Uh, which was last year, last July, had a grand old time with a lot of dancing, a little bit of singing, a little bit of uh, just a lot of jamming, and uh, and I like this piece, We Are Mucus Free, so I thought I'd start this episode with with that little, little tune. So, what's going on? What is what's what's up everybody? <laughs> I know it's been a been a while. Been a while since I really made a lot of videos and you know a couple months ago me and brother Air went live with our one of our famous uh unleashed sessions uh where we look at the state of the mucus in society and uh been a lot been really busy. Been really busy since then been trying to focus on my physiology as always got into some different periods i experiment with a lot of different things uh, within the context of the mucus diet healing system i did this kind of long stint of mucusless raw type of thing and then i shifted into some other stuff and so that that's part of my practice and one of the reasons that I don't always talk about what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis is bec- and it, it would confuse some people that don't understand kind of a long-term practice uh, because people I ask, get I get asked that all the time and people have said, well, you, why don't you make a video that's what I eat in a day and all that kind of stuff. And eventually I'm going to do something like that, but what I'm going to do instead of just say, okay, what I eat in a day, I'm going to give like four or five different examples of what I would eat in a day over the years in different circumstances. What I ate in a day during my first year of practicing a mucus diet is totally different. What I ate in a day in my second year is very different from what I ate in my fifth year, my 10th year, my 15th year. It was all different. So I think giving some examples of what different kinds of days look like uh, on the mucus's diet healing system would be helpful, I think. I'm, I'm hoping. Because uh, oftentimes when people ask that, it'll be a day where, I'm, where I am eating something that is not, you know, not a whole lot of food. And I don't like to put that out there in a way where people think that all we are all we do is eat nothing but fruit or that's all we're promoting or or that we promote eating nothing but being mucusless all the time or mucus free. Yes, this, we talk about mucus free. We talk about being mucusless, but we always preface that with transitioning toward a mucus free lifestyle. And once you get to be where you're primarily or mostly mucus free, there's always ways to take it to other levels, taking it to the next level. That's what 
pioneers such as Brother Air is doing and others that are on this path that are interested in finding out what is the potential of the human body, of the human spirit, of the human mind when you go down a path of being mucus free, going down a path of of learning how to connect with tr- with humanity, with you know true humanity, human, colored man, being able to connect with where we came from and understanding that we've gotten so far away we've gotten so far off of the path of what a human is supposed to be and if you don't believe me we're gonna talk about some things a little bit later on that will demonstrate this uh uh, better than just complaining about it and saying oh it's bad out there and we know that, <laughs> you know, we know it's, it's bad out there, but what do we do about it? And that's where everybody has different answer for that and say, well, we, we got to march. We got to uprise. Some people say other people, well, then you got the people that say, oh, everything's fine with this. We've evolved into this. This is how we are. You, you know, we, we are cold, cold blooded animals that, uh, uh, do what we do you know we murder and rape and that's all normal that's what some people say we've evolved into that uh, of course what we say is we've de-evolved into that we are degenerate in the sense that we're not supposed to be existing as we do and when people think that this is normal or that this is the we're the crown of creation and that the great technological advances and all, all of this thing these things that people say that pump up humanity that we're just so advanced uh these days that is that's what gets probably on my nerves the most that level of ignorance that level of blindness is disheartening and it's time to wake up it's time to wake up because this world can be a much better place it's not gonna be perfect overnight the goals and the visions you know we can talk about vision of having a calm and society people that are you know beyond money beyond these political and economic systems that we have been born into and inherited we can get into that and talk about that but we cannot have vision without a plan and any plan must start with transition and transition diet because we cannot be a rational human species when we are divorced from our nature from what we're supposed to be doing the craziness that we see out here is an expression of what we are doing that is totally against nature's laws natural laws yet we have created so many scapegoats and so many different reasons why 
things are the way they are when when we're focused on the bad things. It's like, well, it's it's genetic. It's the sun is 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 getting us, or it's the even the pollution. Now, of course, I'm the pollution is coming out of a consciousness, a pus and mucus based consciousness. Again, divorcing the the, the divorcing of the human from nature and the natural diet is created all of this chaos that we have in this world and if you are someone that has been in the in a position see some people would say in the lucky enough i would say lucky enough to be in a position where you can recognize the chaos but it might not be threatening in a way where you have to you know where people are throwing bombs at your front door or your back door you know you're lucky enough to have a door with a with a roof and ceiling so there there's that level of understanding but what are you going to do with that if you are in a situation where you are in a part of the world where you do have a little bit of comfort and you're able to have things like beds or couches and whatever and refrigerators and all not everybody has that uh <laughs> some people you know they totally divorce from understanding different you know all the things around the world and the, just the chaos and the things is going on because you get comfortable in your bubble but if you are in a situation like that i implore you to use that to your advantage to transition and take things as far as you can physiologically to transform yourself uh, while you're in that type of environment because it's it is hard to do if you're in a situation where you are worried about people bombing your home or shooting you when you walk out the door uh, it's not impossible to practice mucus's diet in that kind of environment but it's very difficult and so i when i talk about you know gratitude and being happy you know i'm happy that i am in a space where now that i have the consciousness of the transition diet mucus's diet i am able to use the comforts use the technology in a transitional manner to try and eventually move back to a natural way of being for me and for others that are interested in that type of path because I'm not, I'm definitely not against technology. I mean, I love certain aspects of technology as an artist, as a content producer, as as an educator. Uh, so things like this video and audio and making music and different things I do with technology, I don't think there's nothing nothing wrong with technology in the sense of what do you do with it are you using it as a tool to take things to a different level or are you using it to hurt people or are you using it to hurt yourself you know how, how are you using this tool or these various tools called uh technology basically this podcast format is the best way 
for me to connect with more people, I think. The format that I did before this, the uh, Professor Spear Office Hour format, people that were into the mucus diet really liked it. And I got a lot of great feedback from folks that were already into the diet, but a lot of people that weren't already into the lifestyle really wasn't getting into the the office hour much because we were getting into some pretty nitty-gritty practice details of the mucus diet healing system and uh, that kind of thing. It was basically a Q&A session, but I got really in-depth using PowerPoint presentations and studying the history of things and trying to really put together a, a solid answer for folks, but it just didn't have the kind of traction that I really wanted for, for the amount of work. I was putting in a lot of work to make those episodes happen, and so with this format, is going to be a lot more casual, a lot more conversational, just kind of like hanging out with me, just talking, it's just going to be talking, uh, having interviews with different folks. Next week, we are going to have Brother Air on the program. It'll be our first uh, interview, our first guest, and uh, so we'll have Brother Air on the, uh, on, on the uh, podcast, and, uh, and I might not have people every week, but... I'm going to have some different people, movers and shakers in the mucus-free community, and again, just have conversations. And so I want this to be fun. We're going to tackle some controversial topics and talk about some things that are challenging, but I really want this to uh, be fun and folks to be able to plug into this. And the more that you share this, and that's the thing, I will keep doing it if people continue to view view it and share it and all that kind of stuff uh, because I we really got to get this message out there you know the world the humans in this world need to get it together we need to get wake up get this consciousness and start on the transition that's what's missing to this day all around the plant-based community and the naturopathy and the homeopathy and obviously the medical, Everybody, you know, touch on diet to different extents or talk about different types of fasting or different, all you know, remedies and herbs and all this kind of stuff. But the art of transition is just the missing link to all of that. It's just totally lost. And we're the only ones that I know of that truly and seriously examine the practice and the art of transition dieting and transitional lifestyle to aspire to something that is more than just whatever we think this is, whatever if we think that this world and this, that everything is okay. And if you're comfortable and you have your little couch in your bed and all that kind of stuff that everything is cool, but no, we, we got work to do. We got work to do to get this society together, get ourselves together. So for three years, Bear did a radio show called Immortality Pipeline. And there were some things that we did during that show that I think will work really well for the podcast. You know, eventually I might open up some phone lines and have some callers call in and do that kind of thing as I f- figure out the best way to do that. Uh, and just really 
plug in. I mean, I want this to be a place where folks that are interested in the mucus free path can plug in uh, and just in we can kind of just just feel how we feel on this path. And that is the whole range of emotions uh, how and how we deal with it. Because this is character building. Uh, you know, how, how do you build character? You know, Mucus's diet healing system builds character, makes you humble. There's a lot of these folks out here, I see you in the raw foods community and the vegan community. There's, there's, not, there's not a lot of humbleness. There's a lot of, you know, kind of ego and I'm the best and do this and you got to be 100% this and all that kind of stuff. You don't see us talk like that, man. We have an understanding that mother nature's wrath can be devastating and that this process is not easy and i'll never say that oh this is easy you just get on this and you know that's why we're and i know i've said this <laughs> in the other uh, some of this stuff in, in the other ones but i but you know that's why we're not on you know I, I was at the at the gym and they got the tvs up there and they had uh, ads for the Atkins diet. I'm like, where'd they, where'd they dig that out of the ground again for? They had, uh, you know, some famous actor that was, you know, well, I do the Atkins diet and I'm this kind of thing. I'm like, man, they should have left that in the grave. That Atkins thing is insanity. But, but that's on, and, and as insane as that is, there's a reason why that's on TV and Mucus's diet healing system is not because that's not about putting real challenges on you transforming society transforming your mentality and reconnecting with nature so in a society that has become divorced from nature it would follow that anything that is on the negative vibration that's that's going to be acceptable put that on tv and everything's all well and good but you start talking about something that's really going to totally upend the society and change everything uh yeah they, they don't want that out there that's that's going to be suppressed as as much as possible but that's where the work that we're doing here just the slow transitional work of one person at a time hearing about this information out of how you know maybe a hundred people hear about this out of a hundred maybe one person really gets serious into practicing the diet you know and out of that you know a group of those of those one folks uh you might only have a couple that really understand the transition to a point where they can practice this thing and sustain for a long time but i want to get those numbers up because if you really practice the system you're gonna have a lot more success than what i'm seeing going on in you know the vegan community raw foods and all, all these different communities that have kind of sprung up around the plant-based healing arena it's uh it's rough and people are falling off and that was something people wanted me to talk about was the videos of people coming out you know the ex-vegans and the ex-fruitarians and all this kind of stuff where they're making these videos or like man i was you know i felt good for a couple and how and how often did i say that for years you go back to the oldest of the old videos on this channel we're talking about the mucus diet and i'm talking about how people that are too aggressive 
feel great for a little while, but sooner or later that they can't handle that, that level of intensity. And I'm seeing that with folks that are trying to do the, the, the raw foods and the all fruit and all that kind of stuff with no thought of transition, with no methodology, just I'm going to be all raw or I'm, I'm going to be nothing but fruit. And, and they follow the different folks talking about it on YouTube and all that kind of thing and try to compare their, themselves to what they see somebody talking about. And that's... That, that's not it not 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 for 15 20 30 years that's that's not it and that's what I'm talking about trying to find ways to plateau you want to you want to plateau and you want to do it someplace rational and so I'm not talking about if you have really chronic issues and I've always said if you have really chronic issues then you should be either you know working with somebody if you can that knows you know, there's not a whole lot of us that really are experts in the mucus diet healing system way of transition, detoxification and healing. And a uh, lot, but there's a lot of the folks that's out there that more into the herbs and that kind of thing and the fasting and stuff. But whatever you do, if you got some serious issues, you know, you got to reach out and, and, and really deal with these things. But my message tends to be more directed at, folks that is just trying to live their lives trying to learn how to incorporate this lifestyle uh, and this information into a lifestyle so that it can be sustained and, and be dealt with for a long period of time so anyway one of the things that i want to do on the podcast is uh take the time to look at some new you know, kind of news stories and there is a, a, a dear friend of mine that's a reporter uh, named Doc Dockery. He said that he would do some he would do some things. So I got him on the line. And uh, so when we had the immortality pipeline, we used to have a uh, a segment that Doc was on called uh, Bizarro World Headline News. And, uh, and so he would just give us some news, read some different news stories. And, and, and it was really interesting. Uh, you know, Doc Dockery is an excellent reporter. He's just one of the greatest journalists that's out here that I'm telling you, this, this guy is, is the bee's knees as they might, uh, somebody, I don't know who would say that somebody would say that. <laughs> 50 years ago so uh so let's let's turn it over to doc dockery uh everybody ladies and gentlemen doc dockery and bizarro world headline news hello ladies and gentlemen this is doc dockery and you are now listening to bizarro world Headline news. Fruit with the odor of onions in a gym sock spark an evacuation of a university library. Firefighters in Australia were called to the University of Canberra Library after a strong smell of gas was reported with hundreds of students leaving the building within minutes so a thorough search could take place. 
After an hour, the source of the foul odor was discovered, a durian fruit, which had been left been near an air vent on the second floor. The powerful Pong has prompted hotels and public transport systems across Asia to ban durians altogether. And in a post on a Facebook page for the library, it says that we are open. The lingering gas-like smell in the building is completely safe. Someone left a durian fruit on one of our bins, which is very sneaky. Very sneaky indeed. A boy, a chicken sandwich, and a federal case over dinner at Colonial Williamsburg. Should a child with severe gluten allergy be allowed to bring a homemade meal into a Colonial Williamsburg restaurant on a school field trip? A federal appeals court Friday ruled against the tavern that refused to let the child eat his own food at its site. But one judge disagreed, saying that the decisions would force restaurants throughout Maryland, Virginia, and the Carolinas to give up control over their most valuable asset, the food that they serve. Quote, this is a terrible rule, said Judge J. Harvey, or should I say the honorable, the most honorable, Judge J. Harvey Wilkinson III. The case was brought by an 11-year-old boy from Maryland who tried to bring his gluten-free chicken sandwich into the Shields Tavern during a school trip in May 2017. He and about 60 classmates planned to have dinner at the tavern, which offers a traditional 18th century experience with actors and musicians. But the restaurant, owned and operated by Colonial Williamsburg Foundation, refused the boy's request and offered instead to prepare a gluten-free meal for him. And the boy turned it down because he didn't trust the restaurant to safely prepare his food uh, as the court filing states. In response to the ruling, the boy, now 12, and a history buff said in an interview Friday that he hopes his case will ensure that nobody has to go through what I have gone through. And uh, if I could comment on this, I, I think that this is, this is a national tragedy, ladies and gentlemen, that in, in such an important place as Colonial Williamsburg, where I mean, we talk about make America great again. I mean, this was, this was when America was great, and there's so much education, there's so much learning that we can glean from a place like Colonial Williamsburg. And so for this young man to be so disrespectful, to think the temerity that he could bring his own gluten-free chicken sandwich to this historically accurate place... This is why things are so terrible right now in this country. That uh, I just cannot believe it. And I w- want to get a comment by the uh, culinary historian Michael Twitty and uh, let's see what he has to say. He he uh, did some work at Colonial Williamsburg, and uh, and I'll turn it over to uh, to, to Mr. Uh, or Doctor Twitty. Starts most days in the garden. Oh, good stuff, boy, boy. There you go. Can't have pepper pot without a pot pepper. Yes, sir. 
little rosemary and we gone. You're a historian. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways you could study history. Right. Why food? Uh, people associate food with identity. Food is the way of, of all human beings on earth say, we eat this, this is us. They eat that, and that is not us. Everybody has these deep connections to gastronomy in their personal, familial lives. You know, our story is told through our plates. Every year, half a million tourists visit Colonial Williamsburg for a sanitized glimpse at 18th century living. Everything that's not behind the roof is all right. There's no fancy knives and no air conditioning in Tweety's kitchen, just his food and the uncomfortable truth. You're making Southern cooking, right? Yeah. And a lot of people go to a certain place in their mind, right. I think, when they hear that. They go to a certain nostalgia. Especially when I'm wearing these clothes. Yeah, and that nostalgia isn't <laughs> always a good thing for people who look like you and me. Yes. So I just want to say that the, that this, this young man here is, uh, is doing God's work and... We need more places like this. We need more places like Colonial Williamsburg here in the United States to really understand the, the greatness of of this place. And I, it, it just boggles my mind that, that that young child would be so disrespectful. In conclusion, I want to I want to thank you. I'm gonna turn this back over to uh, Professor Spira here, and this has been uh, Doc Dockery coming back at you with Bizarro World headline news ah well thank you so much uh doc dockery man it's, it's been a long time it's been a long time since i had the chance to just get some of that excellent reporting from uh, one of the best journalists on the planet uh mr doc dockery uh so i i i thank thank you for that enlightening um uh, piece on, on something that's so important you know that to preserve our history you know we gotta we gotta preserve our history so yeah so that that's that's that and uh what else so there was one other news story that i wanted to talk about that is not uh that's not humorous or funny at all uh and make some connections that the average person does not make uh and even the plant-based people i very rarely hear anybody make this connection and it's such a simple connection that the food we eat affects our behavior now there's plenty of studies that's out there a lot of Public schools have started to go plant-based in different ways and this kind of stuff. And a lot of teachers and administrators notice, hey, the children are not as crazy and rambunctious. I don't have all of these studies uh, to, to cite for you at the moment, but you can look them up because uh, they're out there. Uh, and like, like playing the studies game, uh, you can, I'm sure, find opposing studies to any study that you use as source. You can always find an opposing studies. That's one reason why that approach. When people say, "Well, it's non-scientific," you gotta, you know, that they're missing an entire lacuna, as we would say. It's just this big puzzle piece that's gone. That, that's why that type of thing is not gonna work to study in that type of manner. 
there, you have to do some intensive study if you want to get into that whole thing. But that's out there for anybody that's that, that's into that. So ev- that's some evidence. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence of people that notice how they act that's different when they get off of eating dead animal flesh or, or clean their diet up or even if they eat less of it. Uh, there are changes in their behavior. And now some people will say, well, and, and they'll look at people that didn't transition and are trying to be all fruit. And they'll say, well, that person, so-and-so ate nothing but fruit for a couple months. And then they, they had a nervous breakdown or such and such. Or they did such and such. I'm not talking about that because as soon as you got someone that has totally ignored the transition methodology, you are not someone I am talking about because your behavior is not going to be based on that food alone. It's, it's based on all of those worms and pus and mucus and decades old feces stones and all of that buildup and waste from years ago. That's going to express itself. But I'm talking about people that have been doing this kind of lifestyle for long periods of time. Or you have a family that has generations, so it has children and children's children that have been going down this path. You're not going to see the kind of chaos that we see uh, in this in this society right now. So I want to take a look at the current event, which happens all the time. Unfortunately, there's mass shootings in the United States constantly. Now I'm not going to get into all of the the political debates. Because the average debate is is on the guns and constitutional rights and all that kind of stuff. I'm asking one question and one question only. What was this shooter eating? That's it. That's that's the that's that's the only question that is of any consequence. What was this guy eating? I can tell you what he was eating. He was eating pus and mucus-forming foods. And until we can get to that, until we can understand that, that, that piece, then we, you know, we are going to be, uh, uh, we're going to be really blind and out here in just to- total ignorance. And that's what, that's where a lot of us are, focused on the wrong thing, focused on the root of the problem. The root of the problem is what folks is putting in their mouth and getting so divorced from nature that we act in ways that are unbecoming of, some, of, of a being that wants to be called human, but we're far from that. So let's uh, watch a little clip of, of, of what, what this, of this story. So this guy, Dwayne Craddock, he was a longtime Virginia Beach employee, identified as the shooter, killed 12 people uh, yesterday in a city building. I come home and I go farther and I'm like, oh, there's a crime scene tape. So I'm thinking it's someone over there. Just because my first instincts, I'm not thinking it's the guy above us. Yeah, not thinking that at all um and then i one of the reporters comes in and is like 
um, do you know a Dwayne? I'm like, yeah, he lives above us. We know he's very like routine guy. Um, could probably pick up on his routine pretty easily, um, but had very few encounters with him. My dad spoke with him um, when we first moved in, and um, you know, other than that, just like general encounters, like good morning, like have a great day, like as you're walking or leaving. I mean, we're, I always felt like I was in a safe neighborhood, so I never, I Super again, never felt here. like. Yeah, it's very quiet, never felt, you know, I mean, we always would jokingly say like, oh, Dwayne's got cameras at his house, so, you know, if anybody ever was to come around, like, we'd be fine, not knowing that the person that could have came around would be him, kind of thing, but, I mean, it's never, never felt, like, fearful or anything like that. I, I work for the city, and one of my bosses was like, hey, one of our participants' dads might be late because he works around that area. And uh, so there, there's just talking a little bit about the dude. There was a, there was a video that I'd had queued up before that I thought where they were actually at the scene. This is one example, one account of something that happens over and over and over again. And, you know, people focus their attention all of a sudden like, okay, this is something that made national news. There's people who are getting shot and brutalized and all of that every day all over the world and all kinds of different nooks and crannies and I just I did a simple look up of Chicago shooting and here was a baby waved at suspect before they fatally shot the mother I mean there are hundreds and thousands Watch. of the of these stories of just senseless killing. Now, I'm not the you know the first person to talk about or say like okay, things are bad. What are we going to do about them? But the answer and I challenge anybody, let's let's try that. We've tried everything else. We tried the political thing and the uprising and, and uh, you know, we've, we've done all those things before over and over again. Study enough history, go far enough back, plenty of political upheavals, the change of entire governments, you know, the overthrow of governments uh, and, the, and the insertion of something new some, that somebody else thought would be the utopia way. We've done this over and over and over again. And yet those are still the only solutions that I continue to hear is whether it's things from, you know, right or left or those false dichotomies that are created, various kinds of uh, philosophies and all that kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, none of this is going to improve None of this is going to change until the diet is dealt with, period. Then people say, because this makes people uncomfortable. And now I'm speaking from somebody that came from that. And I can talk about all my own personal experiences of being in situations where I used to uh, you know, find myself in, in places where groups of us are like fighting with people and that kind of stuff. And that was gone. Once I got off of the pus, the heavy pus eating and a lot of the mucus eating, that was gone. My, the, I, I, the desire to 
be in those environments. The things that I used to think were fun about that type of environment was not fun anymore. Things that became fun, playing music, trying to become the best musician I can be, dealing with the mucus's diet, studying, hanging out at the library, reading books. I mean, those things got so much more fun than you know running around at, at, at clubs and bars and getting into you know mischief or what you know just that whole thing that that was that that was out of there so i've experienced it firsthand uh but the way we got to think about it or the way that i recommend that we think about it is not everybody that gets drunk is a mean nasty dangerous drunk and not everybody that not everybody that smokes weed is mellow and 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 cool and not everybody that does any insert name of drug is goes along with the stereotype of that drug each every person's body reacts differently to the drug so some people drink a bunch of alcohol and i actually brought up a i don't know if i still have it up here I, i'd found a an article because i actually looked that up today i was i looked up an article about the the percentage of of murders that occur that are based on uh that uh, uh people that are that are drunk that are intoxicated you know how many people actually murder that are in, intoxicated either drunk or something now drinking by far is the thing that gets the most percentage points in terms of murder but i would say way way above being drunk from alcohol what puts us in the men the mental space to even have a moment of that type of experience is the pus and mucus eating because it has to be when you're doing something that's so unnatural that's diametrically opposed from what we're supposed to be doing what do you expect not peace not harmony not calm resolve not you know working things out through a hug no that's that's not that's not it that's not gonna happen and and so you can't just tell people because this is one of the problems you know in PETA you see them you know it's like they're and different people that vegans in general you know they'll try to appeal to the moral sensibility of somebody but you can't do it that's not going to be an effective it'll be effective for some people but if you're dealing with someone that that has the an inability to feel empathy what are you going to do? How you going to how you going to get that person to feel something that they can't feel because they're blocked and they're obstructed? Vitality equals power minus obstruction. How are you going to do that? So our only chance is to appeal to well first and foremost we have this information so we got to worry about ourselves and our families 
getting ourselves together first and foremost. So that's the most revolutionary thing you can do. Get yourself together. Working on this, you know, this life, you know, getting yourself together, your life. You got control over that. You got control over what you put in your body. You know, so we have to start there. Then, then we start talking about how to transition the economic system, how to transition political systems, how to uh, undo and deconstruct society as it is today. Then we can have that conversation. People always want to put the cart before the horse. They want to talk about how we can overthrow the government or we can have a revolution, economic revolution or you know, uprising or whatever. Like I said, we've, that's happened again and again and again throughout history. But there hasn't been a permanent solution. And I propose that the dietary piece is what's necessary. If we are to have a chance at a civiliza- so-called civilization, if we're at to have a chance of a rational, peaceful civilization, then we're going to have to, in some way, shape, or form, we're going to have to get it together physiologically. And this is the missing link. And, uh, and, and so I look at the work that we're doing. It's the most revolutionary, most important work that is out here that we can be doing because and we don't even know the kind of impact that that we have. I mean, just just doing it, just just transitioning and transitioning properly, because I'm not telling anybody to push yourself past what's, you know, you know, just where it's not comfortable or where it's uh, where you're trying to be a 100 percent something. You don't never see us talk like that. Say, oh, you got to be 100 percent mucus free. Never said that. Well, you got to be 100% raw or, you know, eat, we're, we're fruit-eating beings. We need to eat nothing but fruit. No. We have gotten so far off track that we need to take as long as it takes to get back on track. So we need to be able to sustain. We need to be able to hit these plateaus and really get to a point where... We are uh, truly, truly transforming humanity through hum- through ourselves, and that is, uh, and, that, and that's really important. So I'm 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 gonna take a look at the at the uh, at the at the chat over here. Let's see what <laughs> what's going on. Uh, what's going on at the chat? Uh, Let's see. Let me let me share the, the the chat. So we got uh, Marshall Vid says very similar to Doctor Sabi's material. Well, my my material is very similar to Professor Arnold Eric. Now, Doctor Sabi said uh, that Arnold Eric is the only person that he agreed with, uh, and I could bring that video up if you look up a video. Uh, Dr. Sabi talks about Arnold Eric. There's, there's like a one clip, a minute thirty second clip, and where he talks about Arnold Eric and 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 how that was 
where he was getting inspiration for things that he was teaching. Uh, now, when it comes to the herbs and all that kind of stuff, and he didn't talk about that I know of, he didn't really get into talking about a lot of transition diet aspect of Eric's work. You know, he was real into the herbs and that kind of stuff. You know, I talk about, you know, Professor Arnold Eric's mucus diet healing system is the inspiration for what I do and what I live and what I talk about. Uh, now, I study what other folks are doing, and I study different, you know, I keep abreast of a lot of different people and all the different folks that's out here that, that you know, claim to have something else that's important. You know, I study it, and I'll experiment with it. And I experiment sometimes with a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily talk about, and I, I gain a lot of information from that. And if I do something that I think will really help, people that isn't against the diet mucus diet healing system or that doesn't associate with eris work uh you know i talk about it and, or the things that i disagree with Eric on you know i've talked about those and so it's not one of those kind of situations where it, it, you're just reading the book blindly and you know and just believing everything is in there as i don't teach that either now i have a uh, e-course that we released you can find a link down below where we really go through the mucus diet healing system as if it's a college course and give it its due respect and study and really just break things down and go over the information uh with with a fine-tooth comb and I, I made that because so few people were doing that and i felt like that was a really important thing that was to- totally getting lost uh, let's see. Jamie says I tried to incorporate some cooked, and it's been hell for me coming from an all raw diet. I'm a runner, so I can feel the difference badly. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That is something that folks go through if they're coming from having been 100% raw for a real long time or doing one of the more aggressive kind of recommendations protocols. Then they try to. They, they get to a point where they're not functioning the way that they want to be. And they they like, okay, let me check out what Arnold Eric has to say. And, and they'll say, okay, well, Eric was saying it's not that cooked food is evil. It's how you use the cooked food to transition. And that there's a way to do it, a way to use cooked food uh, to uh, especially mucus-free cooked food to keep the progress going, keep the cleansing happening to a certain extent. We haven't been able to implement any of the ideas. They murdered the union movement. Socialism has not been configured properly in the past and has been demonized by our fake fourth estate. So what I have to say about that is it it. it I'm saying that it wouldn't work. Configured, I mean, things have changed anyway since the writing of a lot of those, and I don't know who you study or which, you know, you come out of, but I'm saying that until we get ourselves together physiologically, so if there is the concept of a people's movement, you know, or or a working class uprising that would rise up and overturn the current government system and then install something. So even if what you're talking about was installed and properly, 
the people that are at the top of that situation are still going to be pussing mucus eaters. And it might be two years. It might be 10 years. It might be 20 years that whatever they put together is going to fall apart because the physiological piece is not put together. As long as the cute, so it doesn't matter who you put as the leader, as, as a president or a group of people or representatives or whatever it is, uh, you're not going to have the kind of society that we envision, that, that we can see, and that people have for millennia talked about, you know, the peaceful, or and what's been talked about in, the, in ancient texts, the myths of the golden age, the so-called golden age of humanity. Uh, there's none of that is going to happen uh, unless we get ourselves together physiologically. And uh, but yeah, I f- firmly believe. I mean, you take any of the worst, and I'm talking about the worst stuff that's out here because we got. I mean, there's slavery. A lot of you know, there's, and and many of you probably know, slavery exists today. Huge amount of slavery in the world. Uh, the uh, sex trafficking of, of children, sex trafficking of anybody, uh, all of these things that are just abominations that people aren't talking about enough, you know, that, that, but there's a reason, you know, the United States of ignorance, you know, I'm in the States. And so that's what it's all about is what can I do to stimulate my consciousness and divert my attention away from something that might make me feel not great emotionally at the moment. How can I ignore? What can I drink? What can I eat? Where can I go? What can I do to ignore the mass shooting? What can I do to ignore the uh, the, the, the rape? What can I do to ignore the invasion of of other peoples and the killing of uh, of defenseless women and children by our government you know what what can i do let me ignore that let me go to the football game let me just i don't want to let me just enjoy that let me in fact let me watch one of these news shows with these talking heads and these political hacks let me watch that and I and I'll I'll feel informed. I will feel like I'm a good citizen because I know the issues. I watch the news. I know what's going on. They have created a a total situation in society of diversion. You know, the likes of which we've never seen in history. I mean, it's just unprecedented in terms of the places that you can go. Now we got the internet, the places you can go on the internet. You know, you don't have to experience anything real if you don't want to. Virtual reality. You can be totally virtual, totally disconnected from from nature. You know, take somebody and tell them, you know, tell them, okay, turn your phone off. I was talking the other day it was like yeah i'm gonna go out in the woods and you know with no electricity go out there for you know 48 hours 72 hours and at least 
get in touch with some with something natural, something that you you know get away from all this electricity, all this stuff. Uh, the majority of people aren't thinking like that. You know, you try to go and some sixteen year old and be like, okay, uh, no phone for several days. We're gonna go out in the woods, and uh, and, and we're just going to sit and meditate and you know, talk about stars and and breathe focus on our breath and you know it i mean who who's gonna do that (laughs) you know we're way too stimulated but when you start to change the diet then that's where you can gain control over some of that uh stimulation so uh what else is going on so i wanted to play a little bit of music for you here uh this is something that I found I'm actually I'm in the process of creating a 24 hour radio station web radio station mucus free life radio and what's going to be on that station is hours and hours of unreleased content that we made from the old radio shows and there's all the music that we've recorded that maybe we never released. I mean, we have hundreds of hours of stuff, of content. And for years, I've thought about, okay, what's the best way to put this stuff out? And the think just having a 24-hour stream that just constantly has this information going out there, I think is the best way uh, to do that because what that does is, when you want to plug in, it's some, there's an energy to not being able to control the stream. You know, YouTube, you can, you know, you kind of control, okay, what video I want to see, that kind of stuff. But with the stream, you have no clue what you're going to be listening to when you tune in. We might be talking about something. There might be, who knows what was going to be on there, you know. And we did a lot of different stuff on the radio show that was uh, it was pretty, you know, it was some out there kind of stuff. And then, there's some, you know, it's just, we just have fun. But uh, I think that's the best way to put that out there. At one point, I thought about maybe releasing it as something that you could, kind of like an e-course or something where you could pay a certain amount and then you would get access to all the different links, uh, or not links, but all the different files from the old shows and stuff. Because I really do have, I mean, probably maybe 200 hours of stuff from the, sh- from the old shows. There's just a lot of stuff that can definitely fill up or enough stuff to fill up a, a radio uh, station without repeating stuff all the time. And then I'll be adding new stuff to it and maybe, you know, add the podcast on there and stuff. So, uh, so that's something that we uh, definitely want to do that. I'm at, I'm working on now. I'm going through all the old audio and, kind of cleaning it up a little bit and just getting it ready. You got to get it the right file type and size and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, but what I will do though, this particular song and I, I just came across it the other day and I really like it. This is me and brother air play on this. We used to be in a band called Afro Rican ensemble. And, uh, this is from a recording we did. This was er- kind of early in the band's uh, you know, years. This uh, song is called Psychedelic Sally. And uh, we got uh, Mario Abney on trumpet, uh, Eddie Bayard on saxophone. I'm on trombone now. The first solo is me. I'm playing my trombone through a guitar effects of pedal, so it sounds kind of like a synthesizer. Something's playing, but that's me on my trombone. Um, then Brother Air is on the 
think he's on the drum set, and then Rolando's playing percussion, Brian Bachelor later on keyboard, and a cu- couple other musicians, but uh, so this is Psychedelic Sally, we're gonna have a little fun, a little, little music break, then we'll, you know, take a break for a minute, and we will come back with some more, uh, some more discussion, and we'll close out the podcast. Check it out.
Do you ever wake up in the morning feeling bad? I mean really bad? Blowing your nose and coughing up green slime bad? What if I told you that the foods you eat are causing mucus to back up in your body? The good news is this waste can be eliminated naturally. Discover the simplest and most powerful natural lifestyle secret that has improved the lives of thousands. Professor Arnold Eret's Mucusless Diet Healing System, annotated, revised, and edited by Professor Spira, is a complete course for those who desire to take their health into their own hands. You will learn how to naturally get rid of that annoying stuffy nose, soothe your nasty cough, melt away unwanted body fat, prevent dangerous health issues, and heal yourself of painful illnesses. Where are my real brothers and sisters at? You think you're hard? You think you're a revolutionary? Then you got to be talking about health. Learning to control what you put into your mouth is the most revolutionary thing you can do. Check out the book that inspired Dr. Sebi, Lila Africa, and many others. Visit www.mucusfreelife.com forward slash revised dash mucusless dash diet to get your copy today while supplies last. Hi, my name is Kristen Oviedo and I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. I take care of my son who's two years old. His name is Logan and we live here in Houston, Texas. I was so excited when I found out that Professor Spiro was going to be releasing an e-course for the Mucusless Diet Healing System. I actually bought it as a birthday gift to myself. The e-course goes through Arnold Arid's book, Lesson by Lesson. You get the reading materials with the audio files and then Professor Spira teaches each lesson to you. Um, he also gives you a quiz at the end to see how much you paid attention and gives you additional readings, additional videos to watch. So you literally could spend hours on doing, doing the e-course. And um, what I love about it is I can really do it on my, my time. Hi, my name is Michael Adam Fathauer. I currently live just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My current profession is the commercial construction industry. I am currently enrolled with the e-course. I'm about halfway through. The beauty of the e-course is that you can work through it at your own pace. I would highly recommend the e-course because if you think you read the book, The Mucusless Diet Healing System, if you think you read it and grasped it, that's good. It does help to go through a, a study. Professor Spira has taken the e-course and he digests the information really well and makes a really fun interactive um, platform for learning. So if you're a visual learner, he has visuals, videos, pictures. If, if you're an audible learner and, and you learn by listening, you can also listen. My name is Autumn Queen and I live in Stone Mountain, Georgia. The Mucusless Diet Healing System eCourse is a combination of videos, quizzes, reading, and reading assignments that covers the whole entire book. Um, it teaches you everything you thought you knew while reading it. Um, but the e-course kind of amplifies it. It explains all of the, um, all of the little questions that I have. It was just explained to me in detail through the, through the e-course. And it just, it just, everything made sense. 
The e-course thoroughly covers all of the concepts and the principles of the book. And what is so cool is Professor Spira has lived it. He lives by the same principles. And so when he talks he's, and teaches, he's teaching from experience. Some of the things I really like about the e-course are um, when I'm listening to Professor Spira teach each lesson, it really feels like I'm sitting in his classroom. And I really like his teaching style and his commentaries. The other thing is that the course allows you to do it at your own pace. Um, you can do it at your own t on your own schedule. For, for me, it's really great. I can actually also do it on my phone. Well, what I like about Professor Spears' PowerPoint presentations, um, for instance, his introduction to the mucosylstite healing system, or about the fasting, uh, is that it is broken down very simply, and um, it's. Um, it's technical, but it's also just very practical information. So um, it just helps it to keep things clear and simple. I like things that are clear and simple and easy to understand because our bodies overall, you know, all these complicated systems, they do work very simply if we take care of it, our bodies. So he helps to understand our bodies. Because of the method he used in the e-course, there's things I thought I knew or things that I had forgotten. And now with the imagery and um, the interaction I have with the e-course, some of these basics cannot um, leave my memory. I just can't forget about them because I had, I had a fun interaction with them and I'm still working through the e-course now. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving me a chance to take a break for just a moment. And uh, got a little little bit of lemon water. Just drank a little bit of lemon water down. It was very good. So uh, one thing that before we get uh, too much further, I want to uh, <clears throat> go over a couple things that's coming up. We got the... Arid Day celebration finally starting to get it solidified. Uh, and well, first and foremost, I want to thank an anonymous benefactor, anonymous donor that is uh, helping us out tremendously with this year's event. Uh, gave us a very generous donation. I want to uh, really, uh, really thank. In fact, I need to let me change the camera, the camera back. I want to thank you so much for for what you did and and your uh your support and i know you you don't want us to to, to say say who we are or nothing so i just want to thank you and and later this week me and brother air are going to do a gofundme because uh we we need to raise even more money uh because what we're trying to do this year is just take things to the next level uh, you know, last year we had the Arid Day celebration in my backyard and we did everything that we could do within our uh, you know, power. Uh, but we have ambitious plans, you know, an idea of where we want to take it and really want this to be uh, a, a day that just really just honors Professor Arnold Arid and to have the, that kind of quality uh, that is uh, necessary to, to do that. 
fact that right here I got this is the proclamation that we created for last year's uh, the first annual Arnold Eric Day celebration and uh, so I'm really proud with what we did last year you can see some videos up there uh, if you do a you know Eric Day celebration you can see some stuff uh, from that uh, so the second annual second annual Professor Arnold Eric Day celebration and by the way, this was part of a newsletter. If you want to make sure that you get these Mucus Free Life newsletters, uh, sign up. There's a link down below. You can go to the website here and download your free Mucus Free recipes, menu planning guide, and top 10 Mucus Free foods list. And get, uh, uh, get on board, and that will put you in the newsletter list. But uh, here we got the uh, date, second annual Professor Arnold Air Day celebration is going to be Saturday, July 27th, and as well as Sunday, July 28th. But on the 27th, we're going to be at the Whetstone Park of Roses Shelter House, 3900 North High Street, Columbus, Ohio. There's uh, a number of folks that are coming in town. Uh, so I know if you are out of town, you got to get your, your plane ride together, your bus or your train or however you're doing it. Uh, we got folks coming in internationally. And a lot of the people that came last year came from out of town, uh, and which made us made just feel great uh, that, you know, folks uh, want to come in and, and hang with us and, and really celebrate uh, the legacy of Professor Arnold Eret. And uh, so this year, this is a beautiful space. Uh, you might have caught a video of mine that's on my Facebook where I actually went here and I kind of walked around and showed folks around. It's on the Whetstone Parker Roses grounds. And so these this is some photos that you're looking at here uh, of the Parker Roses. That's a shelter house that we're going to be in. Shelter house from the in, inside. You know, we have a stage kind of set up up there and um, no PowerPoint presentation set up and then music. We've got live music happening. The uh, uh, Professor Spear and Brother Air uh, uh, Fire Music Project is uh, what's going to be happening this year. And uh, so, yeah, Whetstone Parker Road. I mean, this is a beautiful spot. I mean, from when I first saw this place, I wanted to have an event here. And for years, we've kind of talked about doing like an Arnold Air Day celebration. And this was the place that I envisioned in the city I live in, in Columbus, that I would love to go. But it's incredibly difficult to get this shelter house. I mean, you usually have to apply for this a year in advance to get it. And it was one of those universe things where I just happened to call. You know, a couple months ago I'd called. It was already booked up. So I just had kind of put it out of my mind. And then last month, uh, I just was like, okay, I was calling. I was even thinking about maybe having it on a Sunday because maybe I could find a place. I was having a lot of trouble finding a place to have the event. And I called, and somebody had canceled. I just happened to ask, well, can you check to see what's on that Saturday? And they checked, and the shelter house was available. I was like, book it immediately. You know, got, <laughs> got the credit card out here. Yeah, put, yeah that's, that's where we want and so this is going to be beautiful, uh, uh, and I'm just really looking forward to, uh, to to this event. But we got a lot of work to do in the interim, so we're still putting it together. So uh, if you want to, if you definitely know that you want to go, 
You want to get the best price on the ticket, sign up for the early bird ticket. There's a link down below on the YouTube. Uh, and if you sign up there, you'll be the first person to get access to the early bird tickets. There are going to be a limited number of early bird price tickets. Uh, and they'll be considerably cheaper than the regular price tickets. So you, you definitely want to get in on the early bird. And then overall, you want to get in because there is a limit. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know how many people we're going to have, you know, my expectations. I just put it out there and they say, you know, build it and they will come. You know, I'm happy with, I mean, I w- we had like 40, um, over 40 people or more last year. And I expected 10, you know, I expected like 10 or 15 people will come out, you know, and that have made me happy. But I was ecstatic with the amount of people we had last year. So I never I'm not a good judge of that. And so I know that the building has a limit of of a a certain number is like 100 and something, 175 people or something in that building. So and we'll probably we'll have a have to have a smaller because some of that space will be uh, have equipment and things like that. But. So anyway, but yeah, you can check that out down below, link to where you can get in on that if you want to participate this year. And uh, yeah, and and more details will be coming as far as the the program. Part of what we're going to do later this week with uh, raising money and also having sponsorship. So if you give enough or donate enough and you happen to have a business or something that you want to promote that's in line with the values of mucus free life then you can be a sponsor of the event and you could put up your logo for your uh you know for your company and it creates goodwill amongst the community you know i have over just in my immediate social media network there's over you know 60 something thousand people reach and uh and we'll be doing some other type of advertising and stuff so it's going to reach out there so if you wanted to become a sponsor uh this would be a good way to get you know kind of align your company or your business with what we're trying to do and support us and get things out there so more information about that's going to be coming uh in fact later this week as i just wanted to go on ahead and Make sure I said something about the Eric Day celebration because this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm excited to meet uh, a lot of, of a lot of you that have already said you're coming, folks that you know I interact with a lot on social media and Facebook group and all that kind of stuff, uh, but we don't get a chance to really hang out in person, so we're gonna definitely do that. Sunday is gonna be kind of informal, and that's gonna be kind of the meet and greet day where we're gonna. We'll make it up as we go along as far as we'll pick some place to go and hang out. And, my, you know, just I, I don't even say what we'll do. We're, uh, we're going to hang out. and uh, But we, we're going to do something fun. So so that is May. Uh, well, no, not May. That's uh, July 27th and 28th Arnold Air Day uh, celebration. And I'm looking forward to that. So. We'll be wrapping things up here soon. I'm gonna let me take a look at the uh, at the chat one more time and see if there's any any questions or anything that I should uh, should address. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, well there is a question from Marshall Vids about supplements that ask, uh, and and that is in the title. So we're gonna let's cover that now. Uh, how to remove mucus from the body? There was a question on the floor that is about supplements what supplements do you use to help eliminate 
mucus. Now, first, how do you define supplements? Supplement, we often use the term supplement to mean forms of concentrated chemicals that have been you know, sort of isolated and messed with, and there's usually have uh, are meant to have some kind of nutritional type of thing where you isolate some stuff or make some th- synthetic nutritional vitamins, minerals, whatever, and they'll and that's the supplement uh, concept. Now we, when I say we, many people in the mucus's diet community and the mucus free community are not fans of any kind of supplementation in that that type of supplementation now some people view herbs as supplements now i don't i don't i don't use the term to supplement when i'm talking about herbal formulas uh some people do so i i acknowledge that some people do and they use that term and say supplements uh we tend to not because you know, supplementation, you know, there's a lot of people that have gotten rich off of supplementation saying, okay, you need such and such. There's this, this deficiency here and there. Here's some kind of chemical concoction here, and this will give you those, those things. So a lot of us, we're not into that. So we want to try to get everything that we need from the food and our focus is often on elimination. So if we can eliminate all of the waste from our system, then the food that we do consume, we're going to be able to get everything out of it. The air that we do breathe, we're going to get everything that we're supposed to out of it. Right now, we're, a lot of us are in a very encumbered state. And so we're not getting all of the Yeah, we're breathing, but we're not utilizing oxygen to the fullest extent we're not utilizing the fruit that we eat or the vegetables that we eat is not eliminating properly you know so we say first let's focus on that let's focus on rectifying the dietary what what can we do with diet now when you're talking about things for the bowels and elimination uh, we got some goodies for you there uh because you know, so there's the herbal, I already mentioned the herbs. Arid has an herbal formula. There's a lot of stomach and bowel formulas that were kind of inspired by Arid's uh, that you can find. And so there's that route, the, the herbal route. Uh, and Arid talks about you, you can make, make, take, take the herbs and make them into the teas or uh, do the different, uh, you know, diff- different methods. He kind of talks about that. Uh, and since when I bring that up because we're talking about mucus's diet healing system and, and that particular approach to these things. Uh, but when it comes to uh, get, getting stuff out of your intestines, now now you want to be looking at the lemon juice and distilled water enemas. That's something that we recommend uh, highly to folks, especially just getting started. Uh, get that old rotten nasty stuff out of your intestines uh, and do so with enema now when somebody says well enemas are unnatural and and you shouldn't do them it's like well i mean you do what you want to do i'm not gonna force nothing on nobody if you just want to do herbs and focus on that thing or just focus on the foods whatever but 
a lot of people, when you're coming from a situation like I come from where I used to eat uh, two or three foot long, in one sitting I'd have two foot longs with chili and cheese and a cheeseburger and a, and a root beer at, at the neighborhood root beer stand. And you got folks like me, you know, you coming from that, that level of gluttony. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the enemas. I mean, I can say that just from my own personal experience. The lemon juice enemas helped me get all that old poison that was making me crave the wrong foods because I was still craving the meat. I was still craving all of that stuff. If I would have did what a lot of these, some of these guys recommend to just become all raw or just eat a lot of fruit, I'd have been so messed up <laughs> as I see them getting messed up. I didn't do it like that. I transitioned. I did enemas. I got to flush that stuff out of there. Uh, I did short-term fast. I didn't do real long fast in the beginning unless my body told me to do so. Uh, I tried to work the system as best as I could, and that's kind of a missing link. I can tell you in terms of getting your bowels moving and removing the mucus from your body, practice the, the mucus's diet operative word healing system healing system get into the system study the system what does the system consist of and it's not complicated but it's it's more than just eat fruit and smile you know or eat fruit and pray and and think love thoughts i mean it's not it's deeper than that yet it's it's not complicated it's not too complicated it's not that complicated but it's not as simple as well just be mucus free or just whatever but if you work the system, you incorporate systematically incorporate the enemas and the fasting properly, uh, the transitional menus, the mucus lean menus, mucus free menus, and you get all of that together. You're gonna you're gonna clean that stuff out of your gut, the old stuff. You're gonna get your bowel movements happening regularly, uh, like they should, and so. So that's my recommendation. You know, when you ask about supplements, I'm saying, well, I'm not an authority on supplements, so it's not a good, you know, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, I, I don't have much to say on that in terms of the way I define supplementation. Uh, if you want to get into some herbal formulas or stomach and bowel formulas or something, that's that's an option. But But if you don't change your diet and you don't get on a transitional diet that consists of Foods that eliminate well. See, one thing people often ask, well, what, what foods am I supposed to eat and what's mucus forming, not mucus forming? And I'm not preoccupied with mucus forming versus non-mucus forming. I want to eat things that eliminate. So if I'm eating something that's mucus free, but it's not eliminating properly, meaning it's not going through my intestines and forming good, helping me form good bowel movements, and you know if it's not eliminating well, if I notice that it's it's just sitting there, or it's leaving behind some kind of residue that that shouldn't be in there, I don't want that either. So there's certain mucus-free foods that in my particular body don't eliminate well. So I don't I don't eat those. So it's not a cut and dry, mucus-free, not mucus-free. This is about getting in tune with your body. And trying to figure out what is it that your body needs for optimal elimination. And so you find, you experiment with the different transitional menus and different regimens and you find what works for you. You find 
where that groove is. You know, I like to, we, you know, musicians, we like to use that word groove. You want to get in the groove of this, you know, it should be, you know, you're kind of, kind of grooving with it. And a lot of people don't understand that because they ain't, you, you know, <laughs> you got to feel this. You know, once you get into it, you, you clear out some of that stuff and you start feeling it. You want to f- get in the groove, get in that plateau point. Uh, pretty sure no one else, I, I've not heard anybody else in the raw foods or community say, you got to get in the groove in that manner. But you got to get in the groove. Find the, find the groove. Find the rhythm. What's one of the things I recommend in the in the new document? This that free menu planning. I st- I start to get into some of that. How if you're the type of person that needs to write everything out and plan everything, how you can take the Mucus's Diet Healing System book and do that and directly apply that. Uh, you want to you know that that's one one way to do it. And so. Uh, so, yeah, so get into the book, study this material. Uh, I mean, if you really, really want to get this information happening, check out the e-course. And, uh, you know, but just but just study and then practice and then, you know, go go on about your life. This shouldn't consume your life and everything, every little thing you do. Uh, I got videos where I talk about finding your passion and it shouldn't be, and I'm not talking about diet, passion, you know, finding what is it that excites you when you get up in the morning, you, you should, there should be something in your life that, that you're excited about to do. Uh, and I'm saying other than diet. And so I'm excited about, about this right here. This, this is my trombone. So that's, you know, I, I want to be playing that right when I get done with this, I'm about to pick that trombone up and I'm going to have me a little session. Uh, so that's what I'm into studying music, studying, you know, all that. I mean, I, all this, we talk diet and I could just, just as easily and, and would even probably enjoy more talking about music. I just, I can't because you would all tune out because <laughs> I've tried that before. I start talking about music in a, in a way that doesn't directly connect with music's diet stuff and, and you tune out, you know, or folks tune out. And so, uh, but you, whatever it is for you, you know, something that you're passionate about, the, the goal should be to try and situate yourself in such a way where what you're doing, you know, in the way that you make money or the way that you operate in the world, you're doing something that you're passionate about. Because once you are able to do some things that you're passionate about, then you will be able to practice a diet easier it makes the diet so much easier to do uh it's easier to fast when you're consumed with something that you that you love to do uh, it makes fasting easy uh, it makes you're not hungry because you're not thinking about food you know so that's a lesson that i hope that people take to heart where i i'm saying that, that food is not something that you should be obsessing about you want to study and you want to get into it but and you want to create a situation really if you study properly you get to a point where you don't have to think about it and that's why I, I say that this is like an art form you get to a point where you have the fundamentals down you have all of those kind of things once you've mastered the fundamentals and you understand that you have that in your your mind permanently uh, and your body from doing it for a certain period of time then it's second nature 
And that's what, you know, that, that's what you want. You want this to become second nature. And, uh, and, and so I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'm not really warmed up, but so I'll, I'll show you. So, so doing certain things on trombone, it's just second nature. Uh, and to, if I was to ask you to do what I'm just about to do, if I was to ask you to do this, uh, and, and say, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to practice. You don't have to transition. Just pick up the instrument, be intuitive, feel it, and you can do what I'm doing. So, okay, let's see. I was warmed up properly but I do that as an example not to be like yeah I'm, you know music I'm saying that it took me years to be able to do that it took me years of of playing I mean you want to know what what it's like to you listen to a, a good high level I mean I've been around some of the best musicians in on the planet and the best trumpet guys and trombones and guys that can do all this stuff. You want to know what they do and what they've done for hours and hours and hours since they were young playing their instrument? They might do long tones for an hour, two hours, for days or months. Depends on what they're working on. And the point is that you don't learn how to play an instrument overnight with no study, no training, just the prints. I, okay, I, like I tell you the principles, like, okay, well, you... You make a just just make a good embouchure and hold it like this and ju and just breathe in properly and blow out. Then that's it's doesn't work like that. You have to learn this and take the time to practice. See, people don't want to practice. People don't <laughs> people don't want to practice. They want to just jump in and they want to be. They see someone that's like a master of fasting, like Brother Air. Or somebody else do whatever they do and they're promoting. There's a lot of people, you know, doing the 40-day water fast and all that kind of stuff. And they'll promote that. Uh, and then people that have not transitioned, not studied, not practiced, they will then try to replicate what they saw somebody do without replicating or trying to understand what they did for years before they got to that point, before they were, did whatever they did. And so, uh, you know, pra practice is key. 
So thank you for indulging me in that. And I hope that that example made some bit of sense. But that's to me that that's so important is understanding that that this has to be practiced. Mucus's diet healing system has to be practiced to be understood. You can conceptualize it to a certain extent, but you the conceptualization should only be used for the benefit of practice. You know, so you, you get it in your mind, you understand the principles logically, the different things that you can kind of do, you can organize your day, but then, then you have to practice, you have to do it and evaluate, look at what you're doing and analyze how's the food, you know, is going through and eliminating, you know, you look at all these different things, you know, conceptualizing can help you understand you know, different things that when you go through something, a rough patch, it doesn't feel good. And you're like, what is, what is that? And if you've studied the book and then that's where you understand, like, oh, okay, well, maybe I might be eliminating something really old, some old medicine. You know, if you took medicines and all that kind of stuff, all of that's going to have to come out sooner or later. The residue of that, that was not able to leave the body. Uh, and so that makes this process a process, you know, a, a real challenge sometimes. So let's see uh, any other comments before I'm going to be wrapping things up here soon. And uh, there is a uh, Nivak. Yeah. Hit the like button, y'all. Yes. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Um, oh, thank you. Professor Spear has been hugely helpful. You are quite welcome. Uh, Alan says, what does Eris say about removing parasites dealing with severe parasitic infection? Is diet and fasting by itself enough? Well, he, I think, would, because he, when he brings up parasites and worms and all that kind of stuff, he does it in the context of just how filthy humans are. And, again, the system and, and enemas. You know, so enemas, Eris didn't, recommend lemon juice enemas he recommended water enemas if there's anything that we've done that's kind of you know taken that to the next level is if you add the lemon juice in there to the enema but you got to have this you can't do that one of those things by itself so diet by itself might not you know it might not get it get it done uh fasting by itself might not get it done you know the enemas without changing your diet is definitely not going to get it done but when you systematically combine diet with the enemas with the with the short-term fasting rational fasting you put all those things together systematically and you're going to put yourself in a position to permanently eliminate that stuff you you got the worms or whatever you got going on in there uh you're going to eliminate it and uh, let's see, can you speak about transitioning off of fats versus cooked starches first? Uh, is it possible to detoxify the body eating an avocado per day? Yeah, so I'm not, you know, people think I'm hardcore about fats and stuff when I'm actually not. The reason that people think I'm hardcore about that is just because I simply state that fats are not optimal for humans and to be eating large quantities of it for the rest of our lives is not going to work but as a transitional tool i'm not against using avocados i use them myself i'm not against uh using nuts 
in, in uh, nuts and seeds combined with raisins. Uh, or if you're into the sprouting and soak stuff, then you can be into the, the soaked nuts and seeds. There's that, that element. Again, the key there is elimination. So the folks that are really into the enzyme theories that are soaking the nuts and the seeds, their reasoning for that approach, it comes down to elimination. That if you prepare it properly, it's, it's still a preparation process. So you might not be cooking it, but it's, it's a preparation process. Of a, of a mucus what would be some, something that ultimately would not be edible you soak it properly and you know drain the water and you do, do all that kind of stuff and you get something that you can eat that may or may not be eliminate well for you that's where you have to test uh, those things out but ultimately uh, yeah no if you are again dealing with the transition I wouldn't don't get held up on, you know, if you're if you're dealing with with an avocado, I'd rather you have, you know, avocado with a salad, you know, on a salad or make like an avocado dressing or something. I'd rather see that than eating the pork chop leg, you know, or something. You know, I've, it's uh it's, so all these things are gradations. The question is where do you want to take it? You know, what do you need physiologically? Where uh where where do you need to go with your transition uh, to take things to uh, to the next level, and that that is uh, that is the key there. And um, let's see, based on your experience, how much toxic buildup is removed from each day of fasting? I heard one day water fast removes one year of toxic accumulations. I would not agree with that at all. That's uh, now that's very hard to quantify. People can say those things and just make stuff up. Uh, it's not really quantifiable. It's going to be different for each person. Each person's background is totally different. What people ate growing up is different. So we're not going to be able to quantify that type of thing. You know how much toxic, and we shouldn't. That it shouldn't be. We shouldn't be thinking like that. In my opinion, the, the focus on trying to quantify things that's the problem of you know the medical establishment and some of the homeopathic kind of thing. it's this preoccupation with the analyzing things and counting everything and measuring everything um, is about getting into the system get into the groove of the system and all of those things are going to be taken care of in terms of eliminating toxic waste at the rate that your body can handle it you don't want to eliminate this stuff too fast. And that's one topic that Eric does a good job in the mucus diet healing system of, of covering is uh, you don't want to eliminate stuff too, too quick. Uh, if it's if it depending on how toxic you are, you know, how many drugs did you t- take in your life or how much concentrated uh what you know concentrated chemicals did you put uh, put in your body or you live somewhere that has extra bad pollution or you know all these different factors that you uh kind of keep in mind and uh and so i'm about transition and putting things into perspective you know to me to put things into perspective one one thing you can do if if you you don't have to do this if you can't but if you're having trouble or you're getting down on yourself 
because you're watching some video of, of a raw food guru or somebody that's talking about all this great things that they did and all that kind of stuff. You got to put things back into perspective, which is if you're eating, if you're just doing mucus lean and you maybe you're you might not be at two, two meals or three meals. Maybe you, you have more than that. You know, you're doing the best that you can. The best that you can is going to be better than these guys. And I just did a there's so many channels and and stuff. I just I typed in vomit alert and there's all these guys that force themselves to eat stuff. And it's not just a few. I mean, there's a ton of this kind of stuff on here and it's got millions of views. This guy, that whatever he vomited, whatever. I don't know what that is, but he that's got one point two million views. Uh, so this is, oh, these guys bathing in spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, so this is the consciousness. See, one of my goals in life and when I do these videos is to try and peel back the layers of the ridiculousness of this society and to show how the foundation of that ridiculousness is is pus and mucus based reality and culture you're this no like this isn't gonna be something happening in a halfway rational type type of situations you know so when so when we start talking about like you know avocados and nuts and seeds and fats and all that kind of stuff my thing is let's put this into perspective we're on the transition if you have if you're dealing with avocados for a period of time you deal with that brother air ate peanut butter and jelly on toast for four years straight 10 years into practicing the mucus diet healing system so it's not raw it's fats it's combining things that i personally my body can't handle that type of combination years ago i tried that in the beginning of my transition with the, the peanut butter and jelly on toast and that made me very sick so i don't recommend that to anybody but i'm putting that into perspective of before he did the eight and a half month long fasts and the 40 day dry fast and all that stuff uh before he got to any of that he spent years transitioning using the principles of the mucus's diet healing system so my message is don't be hard on yourself. Don't be too strict in the beginning. Find a groove. Find what works for you. And, uh, and, and if you need to understand how, f- if you need to put things into perspective, then you have to, you know, find out with our guys here vomiting and, uh, or vomiting and spaghetti, uh, bathing in spaghetti. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to get off of that. Uh, just put that into perspective. This is pus, pus and mucus, 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 pus and it's it's never ending because of that is the society we're in. Pus and mucus, pus and mucus. That is the that's why people these folks are doing this. That's why this seems fun. This isn't fun to any to somebody that's not eating pus and mucus. This doesn't get views by people that eating pus that's not into pus and mucus. This is what I'm talking about. Pus and mucus based 
society, pus and mucus based world. You can't do I can't put in uh, 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 something and see a bunch of people. You know, if I put in like transition diet, all of my videos come up and maybe a couple other people's videos or we talk about, you know, something that's rational. Uh, if I was to put in fasting, it would be a bunch of extremist stuff that comes up. Maybe a couple of my videos would come up, but it would be a lot of videos of people talking about their 40-day or 50-day water fast or this or that. Eric never recommended any of that. He recommended short-term juice fasting, three to four days of or three or five days or so and so forth until you understand and get intimate with your body. So... We, we got work to do. I mean, this, there's any message I want you to take from this is to understand this is where we're coming from. So even if you didn't do this kind of stuff uh, and you, you, you were eating pus and mucus, you were, a, were all a, came from being a part of the part of this and it's going to take some time. So it's, it's, it's going to take some time. So be gentle with yourself. Be cool with yourself. And, and really practice uh, practice the system. Uh, let's see. Uh, see. I played trumpet for many years. I still felt like I didn't have it under control. Getting help is really important. Yeah, indeed. I mean, that's where the you know, education, working with somebody that's that's a great teacher or a master of the of the art form that can give you the pointers and kind of help you point you in the right direction say, okay, practice this, put your time into this. That is very, uh, you know, very useful. Uh, let's see. Brandon says, uh, would love to see you do a video on jazz harmony in uh, contemporary hip hop. I absolutely love artists like flying Lotus and Thundercat. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. I would, that'd be interesting. I should get, one of my lectures out because I, I taught introduction to jazz uh, last year and you know I didn't get really into the, the harmonies and things but I, I showed the lineage of the hip-hop and how you know jazz hop you know there were jazz that went into hip-hop and really you know you go all the way back to the last poets uh, Gil Scott Heron and that tradition originally they were almost going to call hip-hop like jazz hop, because it comes out of the jazz tradition. I mean, you go back far enough uh, before they took the drum, you know, drummers out of it and that kind of stuff. That the origin of it is coming out of. It. Then you can go way further back. You can go back to the, the early R and B guys and Louis Jordan and guys that are kind of rapping back to the twenties with jazz poetry, and um, then you can go on back to Africa with. Uh, uh, with the griots and that that tradition, the jolly tradition, uh, which they were basically rappers of of that uh, you know of that type of tradition, and so, but yeah, but yeah, you you get me get me into that. <laughs> but uh, you see, uh, Alan said, should we exercise vigorously while fasting, or is uh, staying still and resting important? So. Eric recommends, generally speaking, I mean, it, it depends, as a lot of these things, it depends. If you're starting on this path, you want to rest probably and be calm, uh, but light exercise or stretching, movement, getting the blood to move, that's, that's good. And so, you know, Eric has some exercises, which we have video of demonstration of those exercises that, that you can find uh, on the YouTube channel. 
stuff like that. Uh, you know, I generally don't recommend vigorous exercise for folks this fasting because that's a time, you know, you, you want all that energy to go into the cleansing process. It's the whole point, really, of depend on a certain type of fasting. It depends on what type of fasting and your reason and what you why you're doing it. But uh, once you get into, you know, if you're fasting like brother air or something, then it's different. That's a different type of situation. But as far as uh, vigorous exercise during fasting, I would say no. That's not, you know, unless you're you know, very advanced faster. Uh, that is not uh, something that I would really recommend. Uh, what parameters do you analyze to monitor uh, progress, iridology, uh, blood pressure, etc.? So I I really look at elimination. So I study bowel, you know, every bowel movement. Yeah, you know, I take you know, I take a look and see what's what's going on. Uh, you know, the urine. Now I'm not obsessed with if you know sediment you know i can i can tell if the kidneys you know you can tell if there's sediment in it but if if it's not as much as you think it should be or something you don't don't get weirded out there's a lot of people that get sidetracked because they're thinking like oh there's not enough sediment in my urine i'm you know and they get obsessed about that so that's not it so you can look at that uh Eric recommends the uh uh looking at the tongue the uh uh as the uh the uh <clears throat> the the mirror uh, magic mirror as Eric called it uh, uh, if you look at the tongue you fast a couple days and then you uh, scrape scrape your tongue off and then wait a little bit and you'll see the mucus content that kind of comes to the surface and Eric's observation was that you get that kind of uh, mucus build up on the tongue that tongue is connected all the way down your GI tract down to your anus and that's given you a perspective of if, if you haven't been eating mucus for a couple of days and you know you've clear cleared out your colon and you're still getting all this this mucus secretion on your tongue then you know it's just giving you a perspective of where you're at physiologically uh and as air but as Eric says don't fast don't try to fast until your tongue is clean you know you work the system um, juices versus smoothies are smoothies always better than juices due to the fiber that's included most people today uh, most people today juice are most benefit say juice I guess most beneficial because it's less digestive energy being wasted so I'm, I'm not a huge smoothie person I've been getting into personally been getting into smoothies a little bit more in recent years but I've never been someone that and, and and when I do smoothies, I, I don't do vegetable smoothies. I'm not if I'm gonna do vegetable stuff, that's gonna be vegetable juice. I don't I don't do vegetable smoothies, but uh, I do fruit smoothies if I'm gonna do that kind of, like a smoothie thing. But um, yeah, I they're they're both tools that can be used for different purposes, and so I wouldn't say that one is is not that one is better than the other. It's, it's what do you need? What tool do you need? Do you need some fresh juice? Do you need, is that going to be good for you at that moment? You know, is it, uh, you need a smoothie. Now I don't equate the two as being the same thing as some people say, well, I, I, I juiced it in my, you know, my high blender kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's juicer and there's blending, but I don't, you know, I, I don't look at them in the same light cause they, you know, they, they have different different things you can get out of them as, as goals. Uh, 
uh, or as tools, I mean. Let's see. I uh, hear sweet potatoes and are, are almost mucusless. Uh, can you recommend the next best least mucus forming potato, uh, red potato, Idaho potato? Uh, what would, uh, what those garnet ones? There's, there's ones that are red, but, uh, they're, they're a little white. What's the name of those? I mean, I haven't even used them that much, but, uh, but yeah, as far, far as the potatoes, I mean, I kind of just stick to the sweet potatoes. Uh, you could experiment with some of the other potatoes to see, uh, yourself. Uh, but I really just stick with the, with the sweet potatoes if, if I'm in that type of realm. Now, there's some people that practice a mucus's diet that do use white potatoes. I've tended to recommend to people, if if at all possible, to just stick to the sweet potatoes and not really get into a lot of the, the white potatoes because they can start to clog things over time. They can be addictive. Uh, and, and so, so, yeah, so that's that. Uh, our baked, baked potatoes better than steamed. My opinion, yes, I rather I've I always bake potatoes, bake sweet potatoes, uh, steamed is, uh, you know, I never did a whole lot of steamed potatoes. You you can do it uh, boiled. I'm not into that at all. Uh, boiling uh, is I think boil, boil out the mineral, the, too many of the minerals where it's not going to eliminate properly. Um, let's see here. Love to see you talking about music. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, say, how much should we pay attention to kidney filtration, aka mucus in the urine? Um, Doctor Moore said it's essential to see this. So it, it it's important to see it, and Eric might be one of the first people that I've seen to write about it. You know, I found those quotes in the Mucus Diet book where he's really one of the first people that said what you know, Dr. Morris and other people would say about observing that when you fast for a couple of days, you're starting the elimination process. You're going to get a lot of this waste start to come out in your urine because you're essentially you're going to be eliminating through your urine, through your skin uh, and through your feces. You know, so you have the, the avenues of elimination and you're going to st- start seeing things all over the place. And so skin you know I'm a, I'm a kind of a big skin person so I I tend to analyze I I, I analyze skin like I I kind of look at I me mean, I observe my own in terms of elimination and I can tell if I'm going through something then I see it in my skin you know if I'm looking at somebody else I can kind of you know do the facial reading you know, that's something that uh because I'm not big into iridology I can basically when I'm working with somebody one-on-one and I send out a questionnaire, then I my questionnaire is very similar to Eric's, but basically I want to know what you ate over the years, what kind of symptoms do you have? So not just, okay, I was diagnosed with such and such. What are the symptoms that you actually experience? Uh, and what are you eating right now? You know, and so though, and if I get that information, and then just, I can just see someone's face or just see, you know, you can kind of get a sense of what's happening in terms of inside sometimes uh, checking out the skin. It's not a, it's an art. It's not a science. I'm not saying that that's, I'm not giving that as like, this is how you have to, if you look at somebody's face, you can tell. No, not, not, not all the time. You know, there's some people that have beautiful, super duper beautiful skin, but their insides are, 
nasty, you know, and so it's not reflect. So it's not a that's not a science. But over, but oftentimes, you know, I can you can kind of look at someone and and get a sense of of, of what they might be going through. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, those are some things to things to think about. My my main thing with the urine was just don't get obsessed because I've worked with some people where they've they've gotten so concerned and obsessed where you know the kidneys hadn't started filtering properly yet and they were just they were getting kind of scared and that kind of thing and i'm like that that's not healthy that's not good that's not where it's at focus on the system as long as you focusing on the system uh your body is going to start to work these things out depending on where you're coming from you know physiologically um so, uh, yeah, maximum detoxification speed. Would it be better, best to eat only one type of fruit for several days, or would you alternate different fruit from mono meals? Can tender greens ever speed up detox, or ever, uh, or are veggies always to be used for slow detox? So, so now, now we're getting into the nuts and bolts of the art of the system and the art of transition. And under, and once you start to get into those things, you kind of have to answer that for yourself, for your own body, physiologically. I can give you the general, you know, generally speaking, you know, the vegetables slow elimination down a little bit, but they are more for the mechanical elimination. So with the combined properly if you put together some broom salads and things like that you're going to be able to broom out the intestines with with the vegetables and that's important uh so the way the system works just in generally is fruits or fruits and fasting or some kind of food restriction allows the body to start to squeeze out and eliminate some of the toxic waste that is there. Then you bring the vegetables in at some point, and even the vegetable juices kind of do it on a, on a blood level, but you bring the vegetables in, and they're going to help push through some of that toxic waste that has just been eliminated or brought to the surface from dealing with the fruit. So that's the systematic nature. You deal with the fruit and the vegetables and the fasting and the enemas and all of those different elements. And the art of the system is learning how to line all of these things up properly so that you can get uh, the best result. And, uh, and I'll answer one more question here. What's the maximum number of lemons we can use per enema without damaging the intestinal lining? So I recommend just when you're starting off, just start off with a couple lemons until you get used to it and you know what is going on. As far as a maximum amount, we really don't have a maximum amount because people like me and Brother Air have experimented with with in, entire enema bags filled with nothing but just lemon juice. Now, I'm not recommending anybody do that, but I can say that it doesn't damage the lining of the intestines to do that. Uh, but before you would do something like that, you had to, you know, be, be a little more advanced to really be, you know, have the, the pioneering spirit. <laughs> so that's not something that I recommend at all, but to just, but to give that perspective, that's not something that, uh, that, that I found that's, that's going to harm you. 
it's mainly the thing is again transition just even if you start off with one or the juice of one or two lemons uh, then you start to build it up you know like with me if i with the organic lemons i'll wash it good and then put the whole lemon in there uh <clears throat> in the centrifuge juicer with the rind and all and then that makes it more potent uh brother air he still just uses the good old-fashioned citrus juicer so those are all considerations things that you can get into uh, over time as you uh you know as you go through this process and really get yourself into a position of uh of of understanding what this is like you know to get into this lifestyle practice the diet and uh, and exist like i said get in the groove you really want to get into the groove of of the system and uh so uh so yes yeah, so i'm gonna have to so i need to go so, all right so i'll I do one more question so alan this is, this is the last question and then uh next time we can we can pick it up you say to remove modern pharmaceutical poisons uh are any changes to the system necessary should we add activated charcoal mennonite clay psyllium husk all that kind of stuff so i i didn't use any of those things for years and years you know brother airs never used any of that stuff now i started studying it and using it, and it, it well i'm using it enough to learn what it did and what it was maybe around six six years ago six or seven years ago i started where i would do a few of those different things and kind of branch out from uh from Eric's methods and experiment with uh I think I did the uh, Dr. Morris's uh, GI broom kind of stuff and all that, those kind of things. And, you know, I found that as a tool, sometimes those things can be can be useful, but they should never be, in my opinion, a, uh, a sort of a root that you always go back to or something that you're where you're putting so much focus and energy on, again, the supplements, the, these added things. Uh, instead of the term supplement, actually what I use in some of my writing is ancillary therapies, you know, additional therapies that you want to have be in concert with the mucus's diet to uh, kind of come together. But, you know, you can experiment with some of those kind of things. You know, psyllium husk is part of Eretz, herbal GI broom formula, the so-called interclean formula. And most of formulas that you get GI, they, a lot of them have psyllium husk in it, whether you get the Dr. Morris or wh whoever you get uh, or something like it. And there's ones of different potency. You know, Eret was against things that were harsh purgatives, you know. So I, I'd experimented a couple times like with the uh, – saltwater flush kind of stuff i'm not impressed with that i know there's some people that swear by that kind of stuff i do not recommend that uh and but uh, yeah as far yeah as far as those things go see there's there's no there's nothing that's a short t sh shortcut kind of quick fix so you might be able to use some of those things and, and eliminate some stuff here and there but ultimately you, you really just want to get into the system and let that let the system play out, get in the groove of the system. And uh, now if Brother Air was here, he would be <laughs> he, he's not a fan of any any of that. You know, the Benonite clay 
kind of kind of thing. I mean, he would just be like, "Nah, nah, this not not it at all. Just deal with your animals, deal with and deal with the transition." Uh, like I said, I've gotten into some of that and just found that in the long term, it's not it's very limiting and uh and sometimes questionable results and uh so i just found that when it comes to that type of thing you can't really beat lemon juice enemas systematically applied with the mucus's diet in the proper manner uh that that is uh really the way to go so this has uh, it's been a pleasure. It's, uh, we started off a little rocky with uh, <laughs> with uh, with some technical glitches and issues, but you know we think we finally got it got it rolling here. I hooked it up in a different way, going live, and uh, and it seems to have worked. So uh, we will see. We'll see how how this recorded. If this recorded okay. If it did record okay, then I will be taking the audio from this and uh, submitting it to the various uh, uh, podcasting platforms, and that'll be a first for me uh, putting it out there. So if you're somebody that is into podcasting and or you see any of these things, once we release that, I'd certainly appreciate you sharing the link, putting it out there, and. Uh, and, and sharing this video, you know, sharing the content, you know, getting people uh, uh, excited about reading the book and helping them with that information. Uh, that is uh, you know, just so important. So important to just get just circulate the information. That's for me, I feel like that's my the job I try to do is just circulate the information and. But I can't do it alone. I need help to help put push it out there further to get it uh, further, further out there. But anyway, this is uh, this has been fun. I hope that you've gotten something from this and enjoy this. And we're gonna work on this format. I'm gonna try to try to get this down so that they're not as long. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get the we'll get the format down and figure out what works, what doesn't. And kind of kind of play with that a little bit. But like I said, next week we're going to have Brother Air, interview with Brother Air. We'll also be talking more about the Arnold Air Day celebration. Uh, we'll talk about some other things that are happening, getting into the summer. A lot of music is coming up. We're going to be playing a lot of music. So it is uh, time to have some fun. We are Mucus Free. So until next time. Peace, love, and breath. We are mucus free. 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 We are mucus free.